Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this this is Mildred Tassoni with Keller Williams Realty, and this is Realty Real Estate Coast to Coast. Gail, are you on there? Gail. Gail, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yes. Sorry oh, about good. that. We had some technical difficulties. So. Um, uh, anyway, uh, I have a segment to that we had planned to play with uh, Jason, and um, we have a couple callers that are going to call in, and um, and then Carrie, we were going to take with, but we didn't get to it this time, so she'll be on on the next time. So, okay. Gail, if you'll uh, introduce yourself. And I thought I didn't know exactly what topics you wanted to talk about. I know one thing is we find very interesting is the um, is your insight with what's happening with the National Association of Realtors, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then all you know um, because it's something we don't really have much access to the workings of, and then of course your market out there. So okay. um, yeah. So why don't you... Okay. Uh, uh, All right, I'm on. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm Gail Hartnett, and I am a real estate agent with Keller Williams in Boise, Idaho. And uh, actually, you hit right on the things that I was going to kind of touch on a little bit. Our market right now, interestingly enough, uh, with the the tax credit ending in a couple of weeks, uh, there's a lot of people around that seem to think that that's going to be in... A big issue, but uh, I, I really don't because actually in the country, I believe it's—I I, want to say it's like 17% of the uh, of the sales are coming from that first-time home buyer um, tax credit, which of course is a great thing and it's gotten the urgency going. Uh, however, I do believe that uh, we're going to continue with with the market that we have in Boise. We have we're about ready for our second wave, unfortunately, of foreclosures. We we are very high on the list. Um, Boise's market is uh, where we've been hit hard with the foreclosure rate. However, um, I'm very fortunate as to not be working in that market as much as most. Now, obviously, I have to be aware of what's going on, and it is affecting the prices of the homes that I am listing and selling, but we're doing quite well with our counseling, and it is counseling of our sellers uh, that if in fact they are that they do need to sell and not because they're distressed but just for relocation purposes or whatever the whatever the, maybe the natural move might be uh we are really we are pricing very aggressively and mm-hmm. with that being said uh i have put oh, gosh i've been listing and selling and not only listing and selling but the last 3 of my properties that we listed, we've sold within two weeks all three of these and with backup offers. And one of them actually, yes, one of them actually it was a $499,000 listing. We actually have, we had it sold, we had three offers on it within 10 days and the winning offer was actually 10000 more than the asking price. Yeah. So this, it's happening. 
It's not the. It's not perhaps what people think is the norm, but it is happening. And I, I do really believe that you know the people that have to sell, they know what they have to do. They know they have to be ahead of the market. They understand that the distressed properties are absolutely affecting what the values are. But I think they're realizing that you know what that equity was only on paper. It really was never in their pockets, and now they know what they're doing. So, so our market is good. It's moving. Um, we are up in the numbers of pendings uh, from uh, this time last month. Um, actually, we're, uh, no, excuse me, this time last year, we're up 49% this month from last year in the number of pendings, you know, that are happening. So this is, this is all good, you know. So mm-hmm. we're, we're looking, we're looking there's everyone who's saying, well, is the, is the tax increase, go, the tax credit going to continue? And I will tell you from an NAR point, point of view, it is not going to be put forth from the, uh, the senators and so on that have been bringing it forth that are, you know, from NAR. We don't, we don't really expect, and I don't mean that it's never going to happen, but it's not going to be an extension. We're, we're not going to see an extension at this particular time. Um, NAR. Gail, Gail, Gail I, w- I want to interrupt you just one minute. Um, Diane Solano, who's our with our Keller Williams uh, commercial, has uh-huh. joined us. Um, Diane, are you there? Yes, I am. Hello, yes. everybody. Yeah. Hi. Hi uh, yeah. This is uh, Gail Hartnett. Um, Hi, And um, we'll we'll do a little bit of the commercial uh, in in a bit. This. Um, so, but Gail, when you talked about uh, aggressively pricing with your homeowners, uh, be, it, you really, it, how did you kind of, uh, you know, get, how, how did I you convince there? them? Yeah, how did you get there? <laughs> okay, how did, how did I do that? Um, yeah. Well, I, it's all in the numbers. It's mm-hmm. all in the numbers, and of course, we wherever we are, we have access to our to the numbers that are happening. Um, my uh, when I go and visit with somebody, before I do, I I put forth the uh, the feeling, and I'm a very optimistic person, and people know that. However, I I am so blunt as far as what's going on in the market, and I want to make certain that my seller knows what's going on in the market. And not to dwell on the negative, but just so that we can bring them to, you know, so that they are realistic as to what's going on. Mm-hmm. We know what they have lost, you know, what they have paid. And, and some of these people bought houses in 2007. And unfortunately, they're definitely not not looking at uh, that equity that they, that they thought they were going to have on paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're below that. But what I what I'm doing is I'm bringing not only the the actives and the pendings and the solds, I bring the entire list of what's on the market uh, mm-hmm. everywhere, not just the area that we're in, but the, you know, I show them the, you know, what are the active listings in a huge parameter. Now, here in Boise, that would be the valley. That would be Boise. So it's uh, where you are. I don't know how you would, you know, divvy up your, uh, you know, your sections. But in other words, I really show them, okay, this is how many houses are on the market. Then I also bring out the expireds and the cancels, and that list is tremendously long, mm-hmm. more so than, you know, and I show them, I said, now this is a list of those folks that actually determined they can't sell right now. Mm-hmm. These are the ones that gave it a shot, 
And then I show them, you know, point blank. I show them the number of days on the market. That's a huge thing is looking at how many days have these properties been on the market. And, and some of them I'll even go into the history of, you know, how many price changes have they had. Okay, so this one sold, but it was on the market for 274 days. Is that what you want? So, in other words, really getting to why are you selling? What is your reason for selling? And, you know, where do you want to be? And how long do you want it to take? So, therefore, we're looking at the, we're looking at prices and we're, we're pricing them, um, and when I say aggressive, we're pricing them actually, um, kind of at the lowest end, mm-hmm. and, of course, this is a strategy that doesn't always work, but what's been happening is we're pricing it where people are saying, I need to buy that house, and more than one are, are, are thinking yeah. the same thing. And then the prices are going up. So it's a strategy that doesn't always work, but it's working now. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. very hard to convince someone, you know, who's got a price in their mind what it was yep. on paper. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any, uh, you know, uh, you know information that what's the what committee exactly are you on for the National Association of Real Estate? Actually, right now I'm a national director, um, which means I'm you know kind of over. I, I get reports each week of what's going on, and I'm also involved with the legislative. But the committee that I'm uh, the one committee per se that I'm working on is public policy, which again is uh, all of the issues that NAR is bringing forth. Uh, the the, the the issues that not just NAR, and, and NAR is us, it's what mm-hmm. the members have asked for, the priorities of what it is that we're looking at for, uh, you know, f- what they're trying to touch on. Um, mm-hmm. Something that, go ahead, did you want to ask a question? No, 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 no I'm just, I'm Okay, one of the things, and this just happened, and this is for people to understand that, that our staff, they are so awesome in, in Washington because they are so right in front of, you know, the, the Congress and, uh, and all of these things. They really are looking out for us. Now, this is something that a couple of weeks ago, just before our senators and, and congressmen came home for spring break, they, uh, they had left and uh, there was a call for action. And I don't know, you guys need to make sure that when those call for actions come, you push the button and, and respond because we make a difference. But what they were, were, what we were doing is we were urging Congress to immediately renew the funding for the National Flood Insurance Program and the USDA Rural Housing uh, 502 Program, um, and we got it done. Over 51,000 realtors took action. Now, that's not a whole lot. It's a 5.2 response, but it's good. In other words, there's 1.2 million of us. But, uh, you know, we're constantly trying to get um, our fellow realtors to understand how important it is what we do. So uh, now what, as a matter of fact, when I called my congressman, uh, he said to me, well, you probably don't, that probably doesn't mean anything in Idaho, you know, national flood insurance. Well, mm-hmm. it sure does, and I'm sure it means something where you, wherever we are. It's basically, yeah. it's, you know, national disasters. We just never know when these things are going to happen. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, you guys, uh, obviously, did you get involved with all those floods and things? I, anytime were... one of those, call, anytime a call for action uh, comes through, they're really done well. Um, so I just can click and it sends and I can forward. Yeah. And um, I think they're really done well and I always try and try and do them. Um, do they come through for commercial agents as well? Yeah. Diane, do you get? I'm sorry? Diane, are you getting them? Uh no, no, I do not. Well, I no. now now let me ask you something, Diane. You're with Keller Williams Commercial. Yes, I am. Yes, hi. Well, um, actually, I, hi. Well, I'm part of Keller Williams Commercial, but I ha- I'm incorporated under Keller Williams Commercial. Uh, actually, my individual company name is Got Properties Realty. Uh-huh. Uh We also have a management company called Silk Rhino Realty and Management too, which is part of. Uh, you know, we're part of Keller Williams Commercial and associated with. So, uh, yes, we are part of Keller Williams Commercial. <laughs> well, that you know, so, just uh, <coughs> excuse me. I was just going to say it as, as okay? a side note. The number one commercial agent in Keller Williams is with our company. Oh, really? In, in the office, I wondered about that because I even posted <laughs> that on because yes. I thought, and I put it on our Keller Williams Greater Nassau site uh-huh. because mm-hmm. I thought it was so interesting. Um, well, and I think uh, it might be very good if somehow we might be able to connect because we're in the New York region and a lot of stuff happens around here. Yes. So, um, you know. I was just thinking of that, and, and I mean, yes, I want to connect you with Nancy. She's just incredible. And Okay, yeah. yeah, please give her my number, or maybe uh, one of you could email me and uh, mm-hmm. certainly make contact with her or, or vice versa. Yeah. Okay, that's great. That's good news. Yeah, um, so that's one good thing about the national and your, uh, you know, do you have anything, um, you know. Uh, We're actually going to Washington. Up? We're going to Washington in, uh, gosh, three weeks. Mm-hmm. We'll be there, and we're actually going there for our Hill visits. So we're, uh, you know, right now we did, in fact, get them to, um, they did pass uh, and signed into law legislation to renew that uh, that uh, flood insurance program, mm-hmm. but, but only through May 31st. So, you know, we have to continue to work on these things, but yet they got, there was no money, and of course there's no money for very much, um, but uh, but that is hugely important because if our clients, wherever they are, can't get insurance, then <laughs> they can't buy properties. And as you, right. as as we all know, you know, it's our industry that's going to turn this mm-hmm. economy around. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, Mildred, you know, the ne- uh, I don't know when we'll we'll definitely be talking about it when we go to Washington. There's going to be we'll we'll have a whole new set of priorities and what's going on and where they are. So I'll have some good good information good for you. updates on that. You know, because that's one of the things I think I find very interesting, and I think other people do, um, is it's a big organization and it's sort of removed. So to actually have a personal connection and be able to hear real things or that you really, you know, if you click on that, it will make a difference, you uh-huh, know, because so uh-huh. many things come through online. So I, I find that very exciting, actually. Good. So, yeah. um, um, well, now, Diane. you connected. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Diane was going to talk uh, some about uh, giving us a general kind of little introduction on commercial and some of the terms um, 
And uh, so, Diane, do you want to uh, jump in here? Well, one of the one of the biggest differences between commercial and um, and residential is uh, different price structures. Um, residential basically has its price structure, <laughs> uh, you know, used by uh, market comps and um, you know financing ability and whatnot. But uh, you know, investment is more of the key when you're dealing with with commercial and there are ma- there are ma- four major ways of pricing properties um one of them which is uh, probably the most popular is something called the cap rate uh the cap rate if you're not familiar with it is uh, the NOI which is the uh, net operating income uh divided by its the purchase price uh the net operating income just uh, for your information would be uh your uh gross um expenses uh, uh um i'm sorry my my phone is ringing at the same time i'm sorry folks <laughs> um actually it would be your your gross income minus your full expenses and that's actually what you're actually netting your netting income so it's called your net operating income and that's divided by your purchase price and uh mm-hmm. and that usually comes out to anywhere between um, at your lowest, probably a you know five percent rate of return, or your ten percent, which is probably pretty good rate of return. Um, so that's one way, and the banks prefer looking at cap rates among anything else. Um, okay. So that's you know if you have a high uh, you know if you have a high cap rate, it's going to be preferential in the banking industry. Um, also, another way, and this is strictly used for residential, it's a per unit. Um, you know, which means, uh, you know, per apartment or per condo. Um, usually it's anywhere between, you know, $100,000 per unit all the way up to $500,000 per unit, depending upon the, you know, uh, the uh, the ability of the building and its location and all those other factors included. Um, but that's really, uh, you, you can't really use that in industrial. You can't use that in even retail. Uh, because they're all different sizes and it, you can't even price it per unit. So it's really strictly used for residential, but it's very handy. Um, another way to price property is something called a per square foot, uh, per square foot base. And each in each type of commercial property is uh, works on a different per square foot price structure differential, such as industrial will be a very different uh, price Price, uh, you know, price range between residential and uh, multifamily, and hotel, and anything else, uh, any other type of subtypes that you will find in there, even mixed use. Um, so, per square foot based is some is another calculation that investors actually look at. Um, and there's also, if you're dealing with development, it's also a price per acre, which you could also do if it's, if it's less than an acre or only a half an acre, you could do it on a per square foot base off. Also, so those are the four main ways that uh, you know investors look at pricing their properties and getting the correct um, values for for their investment. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and then you can kind of go into what the banks are actually looking for uh, from prior and uh, several years ago, and what they're actually trying to do now, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is not very much at this point. Uh, banks have really been highly scrutinizing of any type of, uh, you know, financing that they're actually asked to carry over. 
Um, let's just as an example, I'm going to tell you, like five years ago, uh, you probably would have been able to go to most banks or most financial institutions and have probably put 10 or 20% down, and you'd be fine. And you could get away with a 5, five cap to 7 cap. Um, you probably could have put in a lot of projections in there, which means, you know, you could have projected in vacancies. Uh, I can get uh, $35 a square foot very easily, so the bank says, oh, okay, let's project $35 a square foot for uh, for this particular unit, and they would project it in. Uh, it's also called a performer or a projection. They're interchangeable, that, uh, you know, that... Uh, that name. Um, also, mm-hmm. uh, the banks used to uh, consider which are buildable and which your air rights are. They would they would factor that in that that was part of your. They would they would finance your air rights. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. They would also uh, finance undevelopable, undeveloped land. They can't do that anymore. Um, uh-huh. And even they, <laughs> if you do do it, it's it's very very rare. Um, you have to have a phenomenal case to be able to do that. Um, also, the banks way back when, um, even if you had a low appraisal, they would just change the appraisal. They'd send a new appraiser in, and just because they wanted your 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 money in the bank and they wanted mm-hmm. your loan, they would uh, reappraise it to what they thought they could push. Uh, but right now, right now, the banks, as of the past probably two years, um, it's it's lightening up a tiny bit now, very, very, very little. I mean, you know, there was the Hoover Dam up, and they stuck a pin in the Hoover Dam. Um, mm-hmm. So right now we have a little bit more. We have a slight crack in the Hoover Dam right now. Um, that crack mm-hmm. uh, is only allowing uh, right now, I would say, the uh, the banks right now are lending anywhere between uh, a loan-to-value of about 60%. Okay, mm-hmm. which means you have to put a 30 to 40% down payment on there to qualify mm-hmm. to even get your foot in the door with any financial institution. Um, as far as mm-hmm. cap rates is concerned, you used to be able to get away with a 5 5% with projections. You cannot get anything that's above yeah. uh, that's under a 7 cap. Okay? So, and they're not looking at projections, they're not looking at performa, they're not looking at buildable uh, undeveloped land is out of the question, um, and also the uh, the lending uh, turnaround it used to be around 60 days for you know for a, you know for a full closing. Um, now, since they're getting so scrutinizing and they're overwhelmed, um, it's between 90 and 100 days closing, 120 yeah, wow. day closing. Yeah. So it's not very favorable for the investors, and a lot of them hold off until things change because. If they don't have to invest, they uh-huh. won't. You know, it's like people in residential, they have to find a place to live, but uh-huh. investors they don't. don't have to buy. Yeah. Diane, let no, me just insert something. Sure. Um, just because you, you might, <laughs> we were talking about what's NAR doing for us. Well, one of, uh, in the top ten priorities of policy mm-hmm. issues, mm-hmm. the number four, and this was, you know, is commercial real estate lending. Mm-hmm. So they are. I just want you to know this: that um, you know, part one of the policies that they're working on is to urge the adoption of federal policies that promote increased lending that and access to the credit in the commercial mortgage market. So mm-hmm. we, we, your organization, mm-hmm. of course, is very much aware of this. We've got a lot of commercial people that are, are mm-hmm. getting very involved in our 
you know, legislative uh, committees and so on. So just thought I'd pop that in for you. Well, <laughs> that would be extremely helpful for us, and not just for us, uh, for any lending institutions also. Anybody in that type of business, um, it, it's a whole trickle-down effect to us, architects and engineers and anybody involved in the commercial industry. Mm-hmm. You know, environmentals, um, anybody that we have to use, we have to use as resources. Um, you know, construction. It's 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 if we can't get lending, none of none of this takes place. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it it definitely it definitely hurts us. And uh, like I said, but you know what? There are things actually happening. I have a lot of deals. You know, that I'm working on right about now. I have a lot of offers, but uh, believe it or not. There are a lot of people who are a lot of investors who own properties and are actually selling their properties, which are actually well-performing. And the reason why they're selling them well-performing, you would say, well, you know, if it's performing, you don't want to sell it in a low market. That's not necessarily true because there are, still, there are so many deals out there of 40 and 50 cents on the dollar that what they want to do is they want to sell their property at 90 cents on the dollar, 80 cents on the dollar, and cash in and pick up some of the properties that are well underperforming and who are distressed and get their cash and put it into, you know, uh, put it into 40 and 50 cents on the dollar. So they want to take advantage of that, of the distressed properties, and they can't do that while they're sitting on a high-performing property and they don't have the cash. So right now cash is king, and they, the smart investors know that, and they're really not afraid to sell, you know, high-performing buildings. Because you know they figured that they can buy a couple of more uh, two two buildings at the same price of one. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it really. Uh, are you finding that? Are you finding that out in Idaho as well, Gail? With the... um, you know, uh, I'm I'm not that into the commercial. However, um, again, my my uh, friendship with Nancy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, she's this is this is it sounds like Diane. Um, I, listening to you, <laughs> it's like listening to Nancy. Um, <laughs> up people that um that are producing people that make things happen and she does she did uh yeah i think there's there are things that are happening but um mm-hmm. you know Kelly Williams well we'll have to what well, what we can do is we'll get a commercial session going with yeah, her yeah. as well to help because um you know having done mostly residential with minimal commercial um uh how what's the difference and you know Sort of like yes. the basics, you know, yes. and how mm-hmm. to advise somebody that um, yeah. is also looking at, you know, an investor. You want to work, have them work with somebody that um, you can that, feel comfortable. That they're really with, experts. You know? I, yeah. I was so pleased mm-hmm. when we brought the KW commercial in because, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I, you know, you mentioned a few things. Diane, that I I said, yeah, I learned about that cap rate. I learned about that, but I didn't really learn about it because I did. I have dabbled in it, but it's, you know, it's not my, you know, it's just not my expertise. But now we are well, learning. Well, it really more. can be, and and the thing you really you really need there's not an, there's not enough education mm-hmm. in the commercial, and there's not enough training in the for commercial agents, and I will attest to that. The best way for you to get a commercial education <laughs> is working with somebody who's your true who's truly your mentor. There's mm-hmm. just not a lot of education around there. Every once in a while you'll find some continuing education courses. I think uh cuz it's 
been some time since I've actually gotten my broker's license, <laughs> but I do think that uh, they are extending uh, these, uh, what is it now, 70 hours now? Um, I do mm-hmm. think that they're apportioning off more time, more training time and more learning time uh, into the into the you know broker's license or agent's license instead of just being 95% residential and 5% commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they're probably between 20 and 25% now, but it is not enough because it is, it's a very, very complex business. And, you know, you're dealing with a lot of zeros. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, so you really have to be very, you have to be very careful. You're dealing with, uh, you know, some, some pretty hefty numbers. You know, I have numerous properties in the city, you know, 15, 150 million, uh, 35 million, you know, 86 million. So you really, you really have to kind of know what you're doing, because, you know, like I said, it's it's complex, it's intricate, and uh, there's not enough education out there. And I really wish that yes. uh-huh. that there was. Uh, and anything that I could possibly learn, I I would definitely be a sponge to. Uh-huh. So that's one thing that I think is lacking in the one thing that's lacking in the commercial field. Well, and that's good, Gail. That as you're going to Washington and you're running across the policy things and you uh-huh, know items, uh-huh. and that's good for you to keep in mind. You never know who you're going to sit right. down next to. <laughs> well, then, it's true. Yeah. 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 And, I mean, and all the experience that that you what you need to do is you have to have the training that a residential has, and you you still have to know how to broker, and you still have to know how to make deals, and you still have to be in sales and it's it, the same idealism and most of the most of the things work that that you're trying because you are still working with people in in reality but it's a whole nother it's a whole nother dimension to added to that that uh, one you know. yeah one thing that I think is from um, uh, from a technology and a marketing and communications perspective I see the commercial is like five years behind uh, uh, residential. Um, at this point, you know, it's like assumed you're going to push it out to, you know, 300 websites and um, you, you've got all your marketing. And the res- um, because consumers, are, that's where they're going to find it. But I think the residential, just from where it's currently getting pushed out and how things are developing, they're just starting. They're really behind as uh-huh. far as the programs, the the channels um, uh, to get, you know, to, to be pushing it out. Some of the residential channels do have some for commercial, but not much. Um, I, I think Facebook is going to be huge for commercial because of the international access of uh, people wanting to, you know, to invest. And um, so I can I explain see a little bit of that, Mildred. I can explain a little bit why. Okay. Um, is because most of the time, I, w- I would say probably 60, between 50 and 60% of the time, uh, when an agent gets a listing, it's generally an open listing. And I'll explain why for that reason, too. Um, so they really don't want to go through that process. A lot of a lot of the listings that uh, uh, brokers have in the commercial industry are off market uh, mm-hmm. because because the reason why they don't get a a 
an exclusive listing as well as in, in, as well uh, in, as compared to residential is because let's just say there's an investor I'm going to give you a scenario let's just say there's an investor who owns five shopping centers a decent sized shopping centers and they have 20 year relationships with 25 brokers now if they gave it an exclusive to one broker that they've had all these long time relationships with with all these other brokers you know it creates a lot of hard feelings Mm-hmm. So they don't want to eliminate all their other brokers by just having one exclusive broker. And this is what happens most of the time. They're little mini marriages all over the place, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's right. why we don't get the exclusives like we like we really we really should. You should, yes, yeah. You know, and, and yeah. that's, and that's it. Where and, I think, if, yeah, unless I you're very big, you know, mm-hmm. unless you're very and big I, and that's your standard. Yeah, and I think, but I think some of that's going to change. I think you are going to have the off market, and you will have the open, just mm-hmm. like you you have uh, for sale by owners. They're going to sell it or lease it themselves. The same thing. But I think there it is shifting, and at least even the the marketing of the generalness of services and things is definitely expanding. And um, so uh, we have about five minutes. Um, okay. I'm going to, I had a segment that I taped with Jason, but I'll put that on another show. And we were going to talk about Keller Williams' Red Day, but I think what I'll do is tape that um, with uh, our Keller Williams people, and we'll put that up. We'll, I'll combine those into another show just um, – yeah, and um, so you got any last-minute um, uh things that you see coming up in the next, uh, you know, with this tax credit closing, Gale, or Idaho market, or um, As I said, you know, I, you, what we, and this is everywhere, uh, you know, we have to, we have to remain uh, up and positive because, the, you know, the media still can zap us. And uh, because because the next wave of foreclosures is definitely coming, um, we know it's coming. I just had a closing yesterday, and the people, the title company, I was like, "Come on, guys, you know, <laughs> you keep talking about this. It's going to be a self-fulfilled prophecy, you know." So, mm-hmm. uh, it, but really and truly, I, I I truly believe that that the market is going where it's it's still we have to mop up the inventory before anything's going to happen but it's our industry that's going to turn these turn this around um mm-hmm. it, it just is uh i i hope to have some really great stuff for you when we come back from washington like i said mm-hmm. we've been in very close contact with our congressman as as everyone has uh making sure that and we are the realtor party. We've got D's and R's. You know, we're kind of almost halfway split, mm-hmm. and um, that's it's it's our friends. It's people that are looking mm-hmm. for private property rights and so on. So mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I I just I, I think things are going to be fine, and I'm I'm glad we're back on the air, Mildred. <laughs> yeah. No. No. It was good. Um. Uh. Diane, any closing minutes? I, you know, next time I'd like you to talk about. If you're a small company and you want to find a property, how do you? What's the best way? Aside from, okay. I, I personally think things are so complicated right now. You know, find a, a, a realtor. 
that knows what they're doing. I don't uh. care whether it's residential or commercial. I mean, there's the complexity. I know, I know, Gail in Idaho, you you guys do your own contracts. Yes. For yeah, so you do oh, your yes. own contracts. Yeah, but not That's here, right. you, but you guys use attorneys. Yeah. Do yeah. you even commercial? I I would think you you don't do commercial contracts, do you, or do you? Um. Oh gosh, let me think. What have okay, I done? Okay, that's a question for the next. That's show. a good question. There you go. <laughs> put that, put yeah. that on the agenda. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what that. Maybe I'll get Nancy yeah. on here. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. We'll do a segment, uh, so we'll we'll get both of you guys and and help because Diane's really experienced. Well, but the one, one main thing that I have to say with a, with a small person trying to come into the investment industry, or mm-hmm. also the the commercial investment industry. Residential, you can come, you know, you could buy one or two family houses as investment. It's so much easier. But when you start getting really into the commercial strip centers and office buildings and whatnot, the hard part you're gonna is competition. Your competition mm-hmm. is your cash buyers, mm-hmm. the people with a lot of money. That's your competition, mm-hmm. and that's what does make it very difficult for smaller investors to get into doing to doing that as a business. Yeah, it's it's, it's hard. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we we've got we got that too over on the residential side. Cash is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cash yeah. is very good. Yes. <laughs> but you know they may only buy We're you know it. one house, but you know mm-hmm. people I think from an investment standpoint want to buy one and then roll it over into another and use it as equity and you know mm-hmm. start building building a ladder you know and that's mm-hmm. that's what they try to do and that I'm sure that would that's their goal. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is it is. It is tougher for the smaller investor to to get in, but so I try to help them <laughs> because yeah. you know yeah. I I understand it's just it's just difficult. You you know you have a little monopolies going around too, and you know it's just not fair. Yeah, uh, Diane, well, what part of the island? Where where do you live? Uh, I live in Plainview. Uh, Plainview, Plainview okay. Long Island, yes, Long uh-huh. Island. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, the call do... office, as you know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay, we've got 10 seconds. This is Mildred Tassoni with Real Estate Coast to Coast. Thank you very much, Gail Harnett and uh, Diane Solano. So we'll see you next time. You bet. Have, okay. a Bye, guys. have a successful week. See ya. Okay, Bye. thanks, Gail. Talk thanks. To you guys okay. Later. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.